Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. And hello, here we are for, I can't believe it's episode 36 of She Loves the Grid. We have been doing this since like February. I know, <laughs> That's crazy. a long time. It's November. <laughs> I know. I can't believe it. So I am Claire. I'm Diane. And here we go. So just before we get going for how are we guard, it's going to be an interesting ride for people who are listening or watching because we are going to change clothes midway through or partway through. Because normally, as most people know who listen to us, we record on Sunday, an hour or so after the race. Usually we try to wait till fallout, especially if there's penalties or some weird things that happen. Yeah. But because yeah. of just scheduling and whatnot, it is Saturday and we are recording right after the sprint race. And we're going to talk about sprint and everything leading up to the sprint, the, the quality, quality, practice, quality, sprint, shootout, sprint. And then we're going to take a pause and then we're going to watch the race tomorrow. And then we'll come back on Monday and finish our recording and then still publish normally on Tuesday like we do. So when yeah. you're listening, it's going to be like, what does this matter? Except for we're going to change our clothes. There'll be a weird pause in the middle of it. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's going to be fun. So anyway, now that I've done explaining, how was your week? It was good. It's been busy. As I knew it would through the middle of October. So my mom was still here. She actually just left yesterday. Work is insanely busy. Um, so I feel like I, I mean, I've been watching, but was out of the loop. I feel like most of this week F1 wise. And then I have today. And then my sister comes to town tomorrow. So it's just one day to flip everything around. Um, I feel like a hotel and, you know, clean and wash sheets and towels and then, yeah, and then get ready. So fortunately she is, she is that kind of person. She comes in after the race ends. So it's perfect. <laughs> I'll be able to watch. <laughs> what about you? How was your week? It's good. Yeah, busy with work. I did another one of my little therapy sessions for my neck. So it always makes me feel a little weird for a couple of days. So I'm kind of recouping yeah. for that. So, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. Been kind of lazy outside of that. Playing with the poopers, the dog. Yeah. I call it poopers. Anyway, yeah. Been, you know, going, going. Excited. Yeah. Let's get into Sprint because as with most Sprint weekends, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Starting with the rumors. Oh. Can we, is it, okay, I have to ask you, because I have not, you know, obviously it's my first year really paying attention to F1. Are the rumors this rampant every year? Is it just this <laughs> an odd year? Because this has been like, I feel like I'm in high school. I know. I don't, I mean, not that I really know of. And, and part of me was kind of like, why is this happening? Because the rumors are not only rampant this week, but they were really out there. Like some of them were just way out there. Um, and we'll talk about one of those that I was like, where did this even come from? But I think maybe because they're, and I really do think that Sargent is not going to lose his seat this year. I think because there were no changes, which we said a few episodes back, what would be like the first time in forever in F1 that there weren't any seat changes, um, obviously outside of like Nick DeVries and and Daniel um, coming in, but I feel like people are just making stuff up to make stuff up at this point. To like we have drama, we need drama. <laughs> we need drama. So the first one, though, I feel like people thought was somewhat it could happen, which was Fernando. So they said for Fernando that he was either retiring from F one 
or he was going to replace Sergio at Red Bull. Yeah, and the whole the whole controversy with Helmet had to come and say Chatty Cathy, as you like to call him. Like, I just want to go find him and smack him upside his head. I mean, yeah. that was like I I've I mean, no, I would not let the the racist stuff he said fall under the bus. But some of the other stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, he's just a stupid old man. But that one, I'm like, where to just literally say that he's trying to Helmet tried to say that oh Fernando probably started it himself, like. Yes, but he's been known. It wouldn't be the first time that he's used his home media to create. Come on. I just, come on. It's, what a childish. Like, what is he just, does he just like to have his name in lights or what? I think so. And again, I don't think this is a good look for Red Bull. I think he makes them look so bad. And not, and again, taking out all the racist stuff, like, he just is out there. This is why I call him Chatty Kathy. He is out there and he'll speak to anybody. And he just says the most off the wall things. And, and I'm thinking if I'm Fernando and walking through the paddock this weekend, or even in a couple weeks in Vegas or the final, how do I look at this dude and not say something to him? Like what? Are well, you why do you take away from all the good that Red Bull's doing? I mean, yes, people, there's some people that don't like the dominance of Max, but why take away from the dominance of that car and the excellence that that team has done with this BS? Like it just yeah. doesn't, we don't exactly. need to take it. Can we just have a clean, this is pretty amazing season and share the accolades. Why do you have to add all the ick? He's yeah. adding ick. He doesn't, he could rise above that and rise above the ick. If he heard the rumors, he could say, we don't, we do not participate in these rumors this is inappropriate instead of, well, you know, he's the type of guy that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it was him. I think it was helmet. Maybe it was, um, but I think it was helmet said Sergio is staying with Red Bull. doesn't matter how he finishes the season. He's staying with them. So if that is true, why are, why do you have to yappity yap about Fernando and make up this stuff? Like, Oh, I think he's making up these rumors. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Rise above, rise above. Yeah. It's so easy yeah. to be kind and rise above. It anyway. is. But I, I appreciated Fernando coming out and saying like, there will be consequences <laughs> for whoever is making these rumors. Cause I thought like what I had said to you during the week was, I could see Fernando saying that with a chuckle, you know, like there will be, you know, consequences and yeah. kind of joking about it. But at the same time, I feel like maybe he knows who's spreading these rumors. And so he's going to <laughs> make sure there's actually consequences. So we'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. Um, another rumor that came out this week, and I don't even know if I've captured all of these rumors. I just wrote down three because I feel like there was a lot more. Um, but Alex Albon is going to join Ferrari in 2025. So that's when his contract with Williams ends. We both we know that both um, Leclerc and Signs their contracts end at the end of 25. Alex has worked with Fred, who's the current principal at Ferrari in GP3 and F2. So that's another rumor that they want somebody who drives more like Charles and Alex apparently does so there we go <laughs> well i mean you know we have enough of the rumor that that carlos is going to go to salver so yeah. you know i mean that that one's plausible it's totally plausible and plausible. honestly i wouldn't hate it like i love i do love to see alex 
and the little team that can at Williams, because I do think that they will get better next year. We know they have not put any upgrades in the system that, you know, for how many months now I feel like he could do a lot with them. Um, but also a chance to drive for Ferrari. Like that is like, Oh, you know, like drivers want that even when Ferrari's not great. Like you want how to good, a driver. How good is it to have two drivers that are similar when you want two drivers that are different, you know, I don't know. I would think so. Strategy um, there. That's an interesting strategy. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe they also think like he would be a good second driver to Charles yeah. because, you know, clearly they want him to be their number one. So, you know, maybe somebody like Alex comes along and he might be more willing to, you know, be a team player. Not, I think Carlos is a very good team player, if you ask me, but he's also not, when he's the faster car, not going to take a back seat and just move over when, you know, he's quicker. So I think he's called things out before, but, you know, maybe Alex would be more apt to, to do that. Um, the craziest rumor I heard this week is that <laughs> this is not true, um, but Max is going to Alpha Tauri for the final few races to help get their points up in the constructor to get them ahead of Williams. I mean, Come could on. they do that? Could they do that? I, I don't mean. know. I don't even know if that's a thing. I mean, there's such teams, but that just that seems a little. I think all the other teams would would call BS on that. They, yeah, they would, especially the teams that are confiding against Alfatari. I think they would be raising all kinds of cane on that one. Oh yeah, I think it would be insane. But I thought that was hysterical. What was the other rumor? Oh, um, that the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was considered um, to be canceled, which because of events going on. I'm like, what? The, no, I, I I sent you that one. I was like, what the heck is yeah. this? I don't even know what events we're talking about, but yeah, no. And I mean, I'm sure I mean, I know there's stuff you know, going on in the world. I'm yeah. not trying to be naive to that, but I just, they, they just don't seem to be impacting Abu Dhabi specifically. So it right. just didn't yeah. seem exactly insulated, insulated enough from world events to not impact it. Exactly. So I think that, yeah. That that was another interesting rumor. I was like, so not so not knocking for me. I'm not stupid. I do know what's going on in the world. No. <laughs> I would certainly hope nobody would say that you are stupid because I'm just telling you flat out. Claire is one of the smartest people I have ever met, and <laughs> literally genius level. So there you go. And yeah, we know you know. Okay, so Aston Martin this week, early in the week started doing a lot of stuff with Felipe Drogovic, who is their current reserve and test driver. When all the rumors were going around about Fernando, about him, you know, maybe retiring. I didn't think he'd go to Red Bull, but maybe retiring. I was like, oh, that could be plausible. I really thought, like, are we doing a soft launch with Felipe? Because, like, what is happening? It was, she's she even shared that on our page. Is like, yeah. they were doing this video. You're like, is this a soft launch? People yeah. were like, up your comment. <laughs> I missed that. People didn't like it. <laughs> they loved it. They were loving oh. it. They, they were loving your comment. You made that oh. comment on, on Aston Martin's thing as our as our Instagram, and people were loving that comment. Yeah, oh, notifications so left and right about that. Oh, that's hysterical. I never went back to look, but that was my first thought. Like, if I have if I have a first thought, I was like, yeah, is this a soft launch? Um, but he is from Brazil, so obviously they're highlighting him. And then they announced that they re-signed him as the test driver and the reserve driver. I know a lot of people would really like to see him have a seat in F1. And they there was a lot of talk about 
you know, give him Sargent's seat. But I don't think, unfortunately, Felipe is going to get in um, this this go round. Um, Nico Hockenberg confirmed that he actually was talking with Audi slash Sauber for a seat in 25-26. That rumor has actually been going around for a little bit, but he, he confirmed it this week. And it was kind of funny because he said, well, that didn't happen because I'm with Haas this year and next year. And I'm sitting there thinking, but we're talking about 2025. So are you with Haas this year and next year and then 2025 you're going to go to Sauber? I don't know if I like him and Carlos as a pairing, though. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I just thought that was that was kind of interesting because I think you had mentioned to me that Nico was kind of, you know, not thrilled after Mexico saying, mm. you know, we can't have this kind of a setup or I can't remember exactly what you told me. But yeah, so I think he's dropping little hints. Yeah, um, I think he is too. Yeah. So also this week, it was Mercedes announced that Mike Elliott, who is their chief technical officer, is actually um, leaving the team. Supposedly, he's going to take some time off. He's been with them since 2012. Um, earlier this year, he actually switched roles with James Allison. Um, and we had talked about that. I mean, who even knows what episode that was? But that was a yeah, while ago. I feel ago. like him announcing him leaving was like a month ago. Like this has been such a long week of stuff happening. I swear we talked about that weeks ago, but that just happened. Yeah, crazy. it just it just happened. And I don't know if he's already gone, if he was waiting till after Brazil. Like I have no idea. Um, but we don't know if that means like he is just done with Mercedes if there's some inner things going on I feel like I had heard some stuff but cannot remember it now or if maybe another team is sweeping him away and he's like okay I'm I'm out so we'll kind of have to watch that but I mean if you've been he's been in F1 for a really really long time a I can remember time. that he's been with Mercedes and I can see as, as these seasons get longer and longer just wanting to not <laughs> not have that weekly, you know, craziness. Um, okay, format for sprints. So I've heard a lot about this. I think they might be talking about changing it up a little bit next year. Um, like, what would you, what would you want to see? Like after the sprint today, I'm like, I love it. <laughs> I, I know and it was interesting that you, you say that because, you know, the commentators were even asking people, they were asking the F1 wants people's input. Like, what would you want to see? How how would you change things? Oh. And they were they were talking about that. And and I got to thinking, it's like, oh, I don't know. I would love to get other people's input on that too. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, the sprint race itself is very exciting. Um, yeah. but I don't know, it's it just it's so it's, it also seems like a very rushed weekend. And like, could you get an extra day or does it still have to be crammed all into the one weekend? It'd be nice if you get up like yeah. an extra day, right? Could we have an yeah. extra day to get extra practice and everything? Because I feel like it just is so difficult on the cars and the strategy and whatnot to do sprint race and the race and not get the extra practice and, and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fair. Everyone's getting the same kind of, of ordeal. But if you're trying to do that and you're fitting in F2 and F3, and now you're going to be also adding an F1 Academy at some of these. Well, it's not going to be a sprint race weekends. But, you know, there's just so much they're cramming yeah. into a weekend. 
Yeah. You know, do you, do you even start a Thursday night and, and add just like one extra thing on a Thursday night just to give a little extra or a little more like three events on a Friday instead of two, just to give a yeah. little extra. But I don't know if the drivers would go for that. Um, I don't know. I don't even know. Like then you have to back up everything from like setting up the paddocks and everything else like to get, you know, that. Yeah. And some of these back to back to back weeks, like we've, this is our second sprint in three weeks. Like that's a lot. I don't mind the only having one practice because I think they have to get that car set up right the first time or pull it out of park for May and then get hit with a penalty. I kind of like it. Like, I like that part of it. I, I know that some of the drivers are saying, well, the sprint just gives you an idea. Like it spoils what's going to happen in the race because you you see how the cars react during the sprint but then i look at a sprint race like today and it's like oh my gosh there were some great battles that were happening and it was non-stop action for 20 24 laps which is or incredible could, or could you because the sprint race is so short it's only 30 yeah. minutes right could yeah. you change the saturday schedule up so that you have two practices on friday a sprint shootout, sprint race, and then later qualifying on Saturday. Ooh, that's a lot of racing. I it's don't like know. 30, you're only doing 30 minutes and qualifying is not that much. So if you have two qualies, because yeah. it's not that much, two qualies and a sprint race all in one day. Yeah. The total total time, quali kind of is equals about a, a, a practice. Yeah. If you make it through all three. Yeah. And then if you have two full qualies on Friday, that gives you more time to go through your car. You're not doing the third quali. Instead, you're doing a, a, a quali for sprint shootout, sprint, which is only 30 minutes, and then another quali for the race. I mean, mm-hmm. hour-wise, you might have an extra half an hour out on the track if you make it through all three qualies. Yeah. I don't if know. That, I feel like it doesn't take that long. No. Um, well, I think, like, the shootout quali doesn't take as long but the qualifying is is a good hour plus like the prep you know i don't know about the guys getting in and out and in and out i mean they have to allow a certain amount of time between a qualifying and a race or you know a practice and a qualifying there's hours there so you buy stuff up or practice one practice two the qualifying on saturday is your grid for both the shootout and the race Oh, that could be interesting. <laughs> one qualifying. I mean, it's just one qualifying. You're qualifying, yeah. you're qualifying. and you make it yeah. a solid qualifying and it qualifies you for the sprint and for the race. Or you do that and then for the sprint, you reverse like they do for the F1 Academy. That would, be, the top that, would eight. Be, the yeah. top that would be really cool. That would yeah. be, that so would be so one quality, cool. Yeah, one quality for the sprint, reverse the top eight and then keep yeah. it regular yeah. for yeah. one quality that's your race quality and then you yeah. reverse the top eight or top 10 however you want to do it for for the sprint yeah and the last 10 state now that i like that i like that because yeah. that would make it really interesting and and yeah so that would yeah. be really cool that would be really cool I like that, that would be fun and then do you give more point do we give more points do we you know like right now in the sprint you only get eight I like the idea that because you've reversed it, it's still lower points because there's yeah. not as many 
points at bay when you've reversed it because your one is now eight or 10 and they have to fight harder to get to the top potentially. But if you're really that good, but you don't yeah. have that much you're losing if you don't quite make it because you did flip the the, the topper, the top. Yeah. I like that. I like that idea. There then we you go. Get an extra practice because some of the, the people are saying they don't get that extra practice, only have a one hour on the track. It's not at the right time. It's earlier in the day. It doesn't match with the race time. It doesn't give them enough data. I think yeah. that also helps out too, because it's the second practice that typically is closer to race time. And then they, that's what gets them the better data. And then in sprint weekends, that's quality. Yeah. And you're not getting a lot of data, right? You're really focused on qualifying. So I, if we did that, I think that would be, I like that. Yeah. I like that yeah. too. And I say, since we only have the one quality, we do the mandatory tires. Yes. So hard, medium, softs, or like today they did two mediums, the first two, and then yeah. soft. Always put that mandatory tires. I love the yeah. mandatory tires in quality because okay. then it's a more equal comparison when you're doing your qualification. I yeah. like that. I know we should Granted, <laughs> strategy and all that, but then you're, you're, you're evening it out just a little bit until you get yeah. into the big thing. So I like yeah. that. I love yes, it. We'll, that we'll sit it on behalf of she loves the grid. There we go. Solving the problems of the world. The F1 world. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have some special helmets this weekend. I don't course. have it in order that's in our thing. So we're that's just going to okay. You That's send it to me. It's the order you send it to me in Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so Perez, oh my gosh, Pierre, Pierre Gasly. This is a fun helmet because he had his friends sign it. And so there's I all these messages. I think that's so cute. And one of them asked when they signed it, asked him to be the godfather to their baby. I'm assuming the baby's not born yet, but that's how he was asked was, when he read through and saw what they signed on his helmet. So I think that's really special. That is definitely one last week. I think I said, what do they do with all these special helmets? That's one for sure. I'd put that in a case and oh yeah, and keep Absolutely. that forever. I thought that's that was cool. so cool. I, I thought yeah. it was so cool. When I first saw him in it, I hadn't seen the announcement yet. I'm like, oh, I bet these are special messages. I've got to go figure out what this one's yeah. all about. So cool. I love, I love it. That's, that's a great one. Um, and then Esteban's, oh my gosh, I love, well, he's got all the colors of Brazil. If you're not on our um, YouTube channel, he uh, has, it's all the beautiful yellows and greens and blues. And it has his um, number, I think on the back and it's just gorgeous. I love the colors in and of themselves. You just yeah. are drawn, I'm drawn into them. It's I was like, trying to match it with the background too, to really make it pop. You know? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's gorgeous. Very, very nice. And he has a shirt too. And then of course, Lewis. So like I mentioned last week, he was um, last year given an honorary Brazilian citizenship. I think he's got their passport now. Um, and he is a huge fan of Senna, like a lot of other people, um, racers are. But he oh, has- my, partner. my partner's obsessed with Senna. <laughs> uh, yes. So the outfit even that Lewis is wearing here um, is amazing. The front was incredible, but it's, again, all the Brazil colors, the blues, the yellows, the greens. And then his helmet um, is the flag kind of on top with, again, that. the blues and the yellows and, and the 44 and the still re-rise is, is also on there. But it's just gorgeous. Absolutely love, 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 love it. I knew I had a feeling he'd come out with something special this 
this week because he it was interesting to listening to the commentators the talk about the head of the guy, I forget his name, um, that's from the IndyCar driver that was uh, part of the commentators this week. Yeah, James Hinchman. Yeah. yeah, and they were talking about how that he and one of the other drivers, um, that they didn't do a lot of special helmets and whatnot. And and they, they said one of the reasons why is they kind of like that they did something really amazing. The helmet they had, it's like it was kind of recognizable no matter what race they were in. It's kind of the same helmet. Yeah. But then yeah. when they started talking about the meaning behind some of the helmets, he's like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool, too. I kind of like that. You know, I kind of <laughs> like the, the, the special. But then I, that's, they were kind of torn. You know, yeah. Kind of, I'm, I'm old school. Yeah. And I have this reason. But now I see why that's kind of interesting, too. You know, yeah. so it was, it was kind of cool hearing that perspective. Yeah, no, I, I heard that as well. And I and I thought, oh, that makes sense. Like he said, you know, really the car is is, you know, the team and the logos. And usually like your helmet is is for the most part, I mean, there's there's different branding and stuff on it, but for the most part, it is you. And so oftentimes that's all you see in the cockpit is that you know, on TV is your helmet. So you would want it to be the same if you won the Indy 500 and then you race in a different helmet or you had a special helmet for that race and somebody goes to watch again and they want to be a fan, they may not know who you are, but I'm a sucker for a special livery and a special helmet. I I love the stuff, the reasons behind it and, you know, all of that. I don't know. I feel like I don't lose sight of who they are. Okay. Anyways, fun facts. Um, So I mentioned this last week, um, not a fun fact for... Charles, but he's been on pole the last 10 times has not converted that to um, a win. But what I didn't really remember is that those last 10 times where Charles was on pole, Max has converted it to a win <laughs> so for him. That's, that's, not a, that's not a stat we want to think about. No, but it's isn't not, that crazy? not Ferrari fans and not Charles fans. No, but is that not nuts? Like the one driver is converted every single one of your polls. I mean, it's a terrible stat, but I, it just kind of blew my mind, but also a fun Brazil fact, the only team where both drivers have started on pole in Brazil is actually Haas. And that's shocking. <laughs> Talk about random. So K mag last year. And then Nico last week, remember I said, he's only been on pole one time and that was in 2010 and that was in Brazil. So they are the only team out of the 10 teams that have had a, both of their drivers on pole in Brazil. So I thought that was kind of fun. That's great. I love it. All right, let's move on to quali for Sunday's race. Um, what? I have my own issue when we get to it, but I'll try not to I said my own issue about quali, but you know. <laughs> we shall discuss. So before the race, they did state that you can no longer be stationary in the fast lane when you're leaving the pits can't do it anymore. So um, <laughs> what the drivers actually predicted is, okay, we won't do that. But now we think that people are going to stop or go super, super slow at the safety car line. And that's exactly what happened. So we had an incident, Q1, um, George Russell, he was not stopped. None of them were stopped, but they were barely, barely moving. And so all of a sudden, here comes Gasly starting to get up to speed and boom, there's George. And so Gasly had to go on the outside, um, you know, pump those brakes. George did get a two 
spot penalty for that. And then both Alpines, what's so funny is Gasly almost goes into Russell and then a little bit later in qualifying, both Alpines do the exact same thing. Just trundling right along, moving very slowly. They got to do something about that. Like, well, they weren't far enough to the left, I think it was. Like, oh, yeah. Got to do something. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how. I don't know what the fix is. Yeah. I don't know enough about the tracks and the spacing. And But I, it didn't a lot of this come about when they came up with these limits, these, these limits for track time they're like the max track time that's where it started impeding that's a lot always of those are, that's always been a thing but i think we're just hearing more and more about it because it's like i think it's coming about because people are, don't want to impede other drivers but then they get stuck behind these cars that just kind of you know sit there and so you can't get out of the pits but now i think it's getting more dangerous because it's like you know pierre had to go on the outside of um uh russell and then when the Alpines were sitting there, Yuki had to go on the outside. Max went on the outside. And today, Max also went on the outside of a whole bunch of cars. And so it's just like, that's just going to cause other issues. Um, the other thing I noticed early on in qualifying. During, and even in, I, I know we're qualifying. Was it during practice that Sergeant was having that weird thing with this car? Oh, yes. Yeah. The tricycling. <laughs> Yeah, that was it was in practice, practice, right? Yeah, that was definitely that happened with Williams, but they got it fixed. It just it just dawned on me that happened, but we didn't see it. So they got it fixed pretty quickly. They, I think they had it fixed before qualifying. But if you weren't watching practice, so um, sorry, I just totally forgot about that. No, that's okay. Um, uh, who was it? Now I've just totally drawn a blank. Sergeant okay. was complaining about the car and he was talking about the wheels. And then he said, man, I'm on two wheels here. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? And then they show a different angle and sure enough, his front right, uh, right tire was off the ground completely. And it wasn't even spinning. It was just stationary. And so it was the craziest thing. I'm sorry. I wanted to mention that because I know we didn't cover much in practice, but they did get it fixed before quality. And that just blows my mind for people who didn't see it to show how quickly the race engineers can go in and fix that. Yeah. And and the suspension and, and what I thought, and I'm going to throw this and we'll jump into quality. What the cutest thing for me was that they were like, oh, there's a third element we have to correct. And they're like, but it has nothing to do with the 90s science fiction movie. And the fifth <laughs> element happens to be my favorite movie. So that was a good call to that. So thanks, F1 commentators. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that because you said you watch that movie almost every day or you have watched almost that movie. Almost every day. I happen to have the tattoo of the four elements right here on my wrist. So I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, that's interesting. But I was like, that was a cool thing. I didn't want to miss talking about. Yeah. We talked about the science about everything and the engineering and the engineering it took, the know-how. And we saw that as a later thing. But that that they have to go through to get that car fixed to be able to come back out and participate in quality like nothing happened. They didn't even talk about it in qualifying. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. anything had gone wrong. And you just like over your head. His wheels were like surfing, like airborne. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. I've never it, seen that. I've never seen that either. If it's happened, I don't think I've ever noticed it or they've ever shown it. But it Even was the commentators were shocked. Weird. 
they yeah. were blown away. How long? Sam Collins was even like, how long they were up in the air? It was just, <laughs> yeah. It was, sorry, was But the other thing, like during practice and then also during quality, was the sparking. So they there were a oh, lot of cards that were hitting so bottom. They commented that it's a very rough track. That it's a it's a brutal track on the tires. That it's a very rough track. It's an old track, and that kind of makes sense in that sense. They didn't talk about it being bumpy. They just said that it was a it was not a very forgiving track. Yeah, it just reminded me of Austin because it's like the same scenario where you have one practice, then the cars in Park Forme, then there's a lot of like the track is like you just said bumpy. There's a lot of sparking. So are we going to have another like plank issue after the race? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because somebody, one of the commentators talked about that. So really? you're, you're spot on because you were so oh. smart with all this, Diane. I mean, well, you were spot on. Yeah, they I said something know. about that. So I'm shocked. I mean, can they question, and I don't know if you know the answer, if not these things we need to learn. Are there things they can do with the plank? Because aren't they like not allowed to make any more changes after quali on Friday? Isn't that what they said? Um, isn't it after practice? Once you're in quali, you can't. You can't. Yeah. Do so, so I don't know if they could. I another reason why having an extra quali to check the car out would be really <laughs> an extra practice rather than help check the car out yeah. on the, would be helpful. But yeah. Interesting. I don't, know. I don't know if they could change the downforce on it or not to, to raise it, but I don't think so. I think once practice is done, you've got to, you've got to do it. I don't recall if I saw a lot of that today though. So maybe after practice, they were like, let's raise it up just a little bit. So we don't, we don't have that issue. So I, yeah, that's a good question. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting in qualifying, because I feel like it hasn't held true so far today, through today, is Oscar was outperforming Lando in Q1. And I think he yeah. outperformed Lando the rest of qualifying. No, did he finish ahead? No, I think Lando ended up finishing ahead of him. Um, so he's higher up for the grid tomorrow. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. But anyways, out in yeah, Lando, Lando, Lando is... Sixth on the grid and Oscar is tenth. Oh, that's right. He's tenth. Oscar yeah. got in, they both got into Q3, but Oscar had no time for Q3 because he did not complete a lap in time. Okay. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So I just remember early on, I was like, huh. But yeah, the rest of the so obviously from Q3 on, I don't think that Oscar's outperformed Lando. Um, but out in Q1 was Joe Botas. Yuki, Logan, and then Ricardo by six one thousandths of a second. <laughs> so close. So, so close. So, so, so close. It was funny, too, because Yuki, after he was told he was out, he just kept saying, Lewis, 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 Lewis. And I don't think we know why he was saying Lewis. Lewis was not called to the stewards no, or anything I like he that. Felt, he came around he felt Lewis had impeded him, but Lewis didn't. So there was, there was, we've had a couple of those this weekend where the driver called out another driver being at fault for something and they weren't. And, and only in a, I think I say about 30% of them, the stewards were like, oh, we need to look into it. But there was a lot of them where they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just thought it was well, funny. one in particular we'll talk about, but you know, <laughs> he was just yelling Lewis. I thought it was hysterical. Um, so then Q2 comes along. I don't, 
think there was anything that stood out to me in Q2. Um, but we had both Haas's go out in Q2, both, um, uh, what are they called? Alpines. And then Alex Albon went out. So for the first time since like, what is it? Dutch, the Dutch Grand Prix, Stroll made it into Q3. Look at that. <laughs> He's having a day. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I would, all I could think of through all of quality was, what is Aston Martins are actually performing really I, well. Did they yep. just like kick off all of the upgrades since the beginning of the season and they're back yep. to the original car? Literally, that's all like they said there were no upgrades. Does a downgrade count? Because I swear <laughs> they downgraded back to their original car. And I'm here yeah. quoting that because it might be considered a downgrade because they removed upgrades, air quote, but they think they went back to their original really good car. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I was thinking the same thing. Like, where are the Aston Martins coming from? Like, oh my goodness, they both were looking good. So all weekend, even where yeah. when we get to the sprint race where he ended up unfairly placed, Alonso went really well. Like, hit that yeah. car was on. Yeah, and performed he, so well. He did. He he looked really good, and I think Lance did. You know, yeah, as Lance well. was like, pretty good too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That car yeah. was performing. It that that was a car. I'm so excited for tomorrow. But them starting three and four. <gasps> I know they blocked out the second row. That's insane. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. I've got to work on my prediction for tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Um, the other thing that. Um, I thought was kind of interesting is Haas actually went slower. They were slower in Q2 than they were in Q1. So I'm you not sure why. That, that was crazy. It could be the, the, the wind and all that kind of stuff, because as we're in between Q1 and Q, no, Q2 and Q3, the, the clouds started coming in. They were going it was reminded me of Florida. Reminded me of Squall Line in Florida, just coming in, just all of a sudden. Because in Florida, you could be like, it's daylight here, but yeah. it's you know, it was hell not no fury over there. It's just like it was and it's suddenly bad. Yeah, and it, initially, you just like you said, you saw like, oh, that's dark over there. But to me, it was when they went and they showed the. Um, Red Bull picker, there were two guys standing kind of in front of the garage and they had their shirts tucked in and their shirts were billowing. And I was like, um, that has to be really windy if their shirts are like billowing they're, in the they, wind. They it was the palm windy. trees bending. And then you sent me that video and I'd seen it just before I, you sent it to me on, on Instagram, the stands with the winds just blaring through. And, and as Alonzo said that like, oh, it's, it's suddenly nighttime. The lights yeah. went out. Like it's just, and that I mean, that's like a squall line coming through. Just yeah. suddenly daytime. Now it's nighttime. It's just but the roof literally came off, or part of that roof came off of the stand while people were sitting there. That's why I sent it to you. Is because if you watch it, people like people are in the stands and you you see the wind and it was it was very very windy. And all of a sudden, the middle section is just up and gone. It's gone. That's why I said I, I didn't, I didn't watch long enough. I'll have to go yeah. back and watch that. Yeah, because it was just like, oh my gosh. And I'm, all I'm thinking is, where did that go? I mean, people are probably walking, knowing how some of the tracks I've been to 
where that, you know, main grandstand is like, holy cow, I hope everybody's okay. Um, a lot of the drivers saying they've never experienced anything like that. It was, it was crazy. Um, well, of course they got a red flag because of the rain. And there's an example of if you don't go out early enough and you don't yeah. get a freaking, cause that one was one, if I, I have to go check our messages, but I'm pretty sure I was saying, look, no one's going out. There was like, yeah. wasn't that, that one, there was like a bunch set and gone out yet. Um, well, I, was, I was behind. I couldn't watch it until after because I had meetings, back-to-back -back meetings. So I was late watching it. I think um, that was one. I think that was it. But anyway, it's like, well, Piastri didn't get us a time. But yeah, it's just, but it, either way, that's an example of you just never know. You have to yeah. make sure you get your times. Even yeah. if it's not your best time, you got to get a time. You got to right. get a time. And definitely the people that went out first had a much better advantage because a lot of the people that went out later they were struggling. I mean, obviously, oh, like the wind, everything. Because people are like, oh, well, if you go out early and people beat your time. Yeah, but in that situation, you could have gone out, gotten a time, and then everybody else might have to go out on wets or intermediates, or like you said, they're struggling because of the rain and or the wind, and they don't they don't get a decent time. That's better than no time. Yeah. Yeah. You and definitely want well, time. no time. And now he's in P10. Yeah. But like you said, then the red flag came out and that was it. And that's kind of what happened last year where, you know, K-Mag did end up on pole and it was because he got out there, got a time and other people were struggling and then they called it and it was like, that was it. So that is how I think we did end up with Aston Martin third and fourth, <laughs> um, you know, on I'm the grid. maybe Fernand, Fernando would have been up there. Maybe Stroll would have been, but I mean, you, the McLarens are now out of, order you know i think well at least for sure lando um ferrari was looking pretty good in practice but you know i think signs is starting towards the back he's nine seven seven so Charles lewis yeah. is fifth. he's not his ferrari's just not doing that well and lando is six charles uh, carlos is seventh russell's eighth and then perez is ninth and oscar's tenth yeah yeah, so Perez has got to fight back. So him and Lando really have a lot of work to do tomorrow. But as we'll talk about here in a second with um, sprint, the shootout and then the sprint race, I mean, I and we what we saw last week with um, Lando, like they can fight back through <laughs> through the field. So yeah, I, I, I Lando, yeah, I'm. Yeah, so let's get, let's get on to the shootout. So. Yes, the oh shootout my God. So I was mad because I woke up, it was supposed to be on at 7.30 my time, and so I got up, and I knew I was going to have a busy day, and like, oh, let me get ready, and I sit down, and it's like one minute left in SQ1, and I was like, what is happening? This isn't even supposed to be starting right now, so I had to rewind it, but fortunately, I was able to catch up. So anyways, in SQ1, they used medium tires. Um, Lance seemed way different than the day before, right? Like Lance did not look great compared to where he ended up for, um, like we were saying, P3 for the race tomorrow. Um, Esteban, Esteban, here, here you go. I'm going to open this one up. So he was in the drop zone on a push lap and crashed into the wall. Well, first he crashed into Fernando and then he crashed, but it depends on who you're talking to because he does not believe that he hit. No, and so this or thing, that he lost control of the car. He yeah, said, even, no, even no. after the stewards did their thing, he's like, he's 
still, still blaming Alonzo. Yeah, Alonzo, yes, yes. I have stated Alonzo is my favorite driver. But let me tell you, I've resigned myself to the fact that it's it's a it's a crap season the rest of the season. I don't expect anything out of Aston Martin. And I'm shocked that we had a, a good showing <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. So I don't expect anything out of him. I'm actually rooting for McLaren right now the rest of the season. It's like I love my Mercedes. I love Aston Martin, but I'm rooting for McLaren the rest of the year because yeah. they're amazing. I think Lando and Oscar are phenomenal. So I don't care who it was. I was like, did he? No. First, I was like, did who did who? And then I'm like, I'm going to listen to the commentators because they are former drivers or, you know, they know their stuff. So let me listen to their analysis because I don't want to be the armchair quarterback. And they're cutting it. They're like, look how much space he had. Look where he came around. And it's a left turn. So Alonzo's doing what he's doing. He's trying to turn left. There's plenty of room for it to get. If you look at Ocon, he turns to the right, he corrects back to the left, and he turns to the right again, and that's when he hits Alonzo. And it's like, yeah, not only did he hit him, he took him out where even though there was a red flag and there was an extended time that they were down, they could not get his car back in time where he could get into SQ2 and compete. And so the best he could get is P15. Yeah, He did pretty good starting from P15, but if he had started higher – which I think he could have qualified into SQ3, and I think he would have qualified higher, he may have gotten points. So there's a chance that they took him out of the points. And then the steward's like, well, you know, his car got taken out, so, you know, we don't need to give him a penalty. <laughs> what? You've given penalties for people for taking another car out. You, he took another car out. Why did not he not get a penalty? I mean, it wouldn't yeah. matter, but, oh, just irritates the I think it's because, I mean, straight after that, Fernando in his, you know, in the pit interview or whatever, said he didn't think that he turned into him. And so I just wonder, like I, you and I talked about this before we started taping, is like what was said at the steward room? Because yeah. I don't think that Fernando or Aston Martin went in and was like, no way, we didn't turn in. That's all him. He did lose control or even if he, even if it was just a quick correction, which is what um, uh, Ocon is saying, it was a quick correction. Everybody was correcting there. Um, and Fernando came over, even if that was the case, like, I don't know. I don't think that Aston Martin went hard to um, defend it. And I think, well, I know Fernando has said it was just wrong place, wrong time. Wrong well, place, the other wrong thing place, too, so. it just hit me right now. Because they chose to investigate it after, which blows my mind. They had so much time since we were in a red flag. They could have um, investigated it during the red flag because it had material impact to the outcome of the shootout. Because they chose to investigate it after the shootout was over, it then had... It, it didn't matter the penalty. It honestly didn't matter unless they put a financial penalty on the team because it had really little to no impact on it. Because yeah, if, if Ocon would have started 16th versus maybe 20th, I mean, he, the number of points and you have to be eighth or higher to get points. Yeah. Because when it was done and then the race was over, they waited till they're, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, and he ended up not getting any points. He wasn't high enough to get points. And but they did. They 
they did the investigation after the shootout, right? Not shootout, after the right. Shootout. They did it after the shootout, but I'm just saying where Which, he was, it yeah. wasn't because he was so far down. I think they probably were like, it's not going to be a material enough effect to drop him down a couple of places versus where he's at, right? Yeah. I just I, I think that you can't investigate that during the red flag. You you can't. Like you have to have the drivers come and talk to the stewards. You have you usually have a representative. Like there's no way, even though we had all that time, it was not enough time for the drivers to figure, you know, get the situation, go to the stewards. Like the stewards have to be available for when, yeah. as soon as they're ready to do SQ2. But um, yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. It has such an impact like on qualifying like that. It yeah. just, because it's one thing to penalize the person who falls down and out, but then the person who gets, screwed in that situation and, then, and there's no there's no way to fix that there's no way nope. to fix that you took out another driver whether you could do it during qualifying or after qualifying you can't give that person places back you can't yeah. whether it was alonzo or max you know what if they took it out max what what if it what if you'd run into max yeah yeah let's put max I'd, i would have been just as mad because it would have been unfair but what 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 could you have done like Max would have been P, you know, P15. Then what could they have done? It's not like they could say, okay, we're going to give you places, but yeah, you know, no. just, but I mean, that's racing. Like I, there's so many examples exactly like this. Yeah, it's like, racing. racing isn't fair. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, there's somebody who's just wrong place, wrong time, and they get screwed over. But you continue <laughs> to blame when it's like, Yes, the blame. It was, it was not a clear shot that it was one. It was Alon. You know, if Alonso had any fault, it was a very minor amount. Pierre was more, especially since he's coming from behind, right, and coming yeah. in and cutting in on the inside on a left turn. Like it just, yeah. it was too much. Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll drop it. It doesn't matter because <laughs> it is what it is. It is. It is what it is. Um, SQ two. They were again on medium tires. The pit guys, like, I'm just saying, they really did try to get Fernando's car ready. Like, with that, there. how long was the red flag? I know I was able to catch up at, like, 20 minutes or something. It was a good, it was a good amount of time because we yeah. were talking. I was trying not to let you know other than I was saying some nasty things about Ocon. But <laughs> it's so I was funny trying, to... I was trying not to let you know. Because, okay, so if you don't know, like, because I, I started – because my stupid app was off and I started late. She's like, all I'm going to say is F and Ocon. And she's like, but I'm not going to tell you anything. And I'm like, you told me everything. I can guess right now. And I, I sent this to you and I said, I can pretty much guess that Ocon did something to Fernando because I know Fernando's your favorite driver, even though you never use the words Fernando. I'm like, Something happened with Ocon, and I'm guessing he ran into Fernando. I'm like, you don't have if you like, no, you told me <laughs> everything that I need to know with the F and Ocon. I'm like, <laughs> I was waiting for it to happen. I'm like, yep, I know something's gonna happen, and I was right. I called it, called it. It was, it was Ocon. I'm like, and you're probably like, I'm not saying anything else. I'm not saying anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, it's my fault because my stupid app, I'm gonna get rid of that dumb thing. Um, anyways. Okay. So 
they were working like crazy. They had the extra time during the red flag, but Fernando could not come out. So unfortunately he was out in SQ2 before it even he got He knew it was time. about halfway through. They're like, Fernando's out signing autographs. I'm like, he's giving up. He's yeah. just like, he's like, like I'm <laughs> Car's not going to be ready. Um, so I thought of you again, because with five minutes left and again with the sprint qualifying, it's much shorter time frames. but with five minutes left, um, most of the drivers were in the pits and there's like a half a second between the majority of the drivers. So it was freaking. I was low. ranting. I was ranting. I bet you were. And I like, I was I, fine I, with that. Everyone deserves to not make it in because of this. I'm like, they, <laughs> they, they deserve it. I'm like, they deserve it. They, I, I'm like, I hope somebody wrecks right now. And it ends right there. You're just screwed. You're just no time. That's where you're. That's it. Well, it was stressing me out. Like when everybody came out on, on an outlap at the exact same time. And it's like, you've got one shot. Like I am now stressing out because it's going to be nothing but traffic out there. So anyway, so out in Q2, we had Alonzo, Gasly, K-Meg, Hulkenberg, um, and Botas. But what was crazy is the Haas cars. So Hulkenberg, I wrote this one down, but I didn't catch Kevin's, but Kevin was faster. So it was even less time, but he, Hulkenberg missed Q3 by 76 thousandths of a second. That is crazy. And K-Mag was, was faster. So he was out with even like minimal, minimal, like, oh, that's crazy. So they were looking pretty good, but I don't know how they're going to do um, in the race. Daniel was fourth um, and Perez was actually ahead of Max and Lando was in P1 at the end of SQ2. So then moving to SQ3, the, everybody's on soft tires. Everybody's just chilling in the garage <laughs> for most of the eight minutes. Um, and they they were taking one shot. That was it. Nobody was going until everybody else was going. And that's what totally happened. That's where the cars, again, were starting to back up around that safety car line. And Max was on the radio and saying, like, every, you know, they're blocking me. And he just started going around cars. Like he probably passed four or five cars in that pit lane to get around them, to get out on the track. I'm like, what do you, yeah, like, come on. Everybody needs to get out there. Everybody. But it was exciting. Like the, I kind of dig the one lap you, everybody goes and, and what happens happens. Like we won't know until the final person crosses the line, but like Lando, Lando on pole. That was amazing. That it was, was amazing. amazing. That was, I cheered when he was up in first, but then again, you're like holding your breath for other drivers like to come through. And, uh, you know, obviously Max he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yuki was ahead of Daniel this go round. And the Ferraris were like middle to the back of the pack. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but I was so happy for Lando. I was like, this is amazing. Let's go. We've got this. And then we start the final sprint of the season. <laughs> Everybody's on soft. It was interesting that they all went out on softs because of 24 laps, the the there there, you know, the speculation of how rough that that track is, and then and they were gonna hold up, and then three went out. Who was it? A Haas, both Haas and Sergeant went out on mediums, and then everybody else on soft. Yeah, kind so, of random. Kind of random. Probably because, cause for that because it just tire degradation. Because you know, they're maybe. kind of worried about that. Yeah, maybe. 
Max got an amazing start on Lando. Like I, oh, they put up this chat and I was like, oh, I got to write this down. But his start was 0.15 versus um, Lando's was 0.29. So Max just got that inside line and it was like, forget about it. He's He wasn't even going to mess around. But the battling throughout those 24 laps, like I thought <laughs> there was, was a few interesting like to but, me, it's one of the most exciting races. Right? I thought it was so incredible. Like, just even at the front where you had George all of a sudden overtaking Lando. And I was like, no, <laughs> Lando, you can't start going backwards right at the beginning. But he came and he got it right back. Like, Lando, towards the end of that lap, he said in his presser, he's like, I kind of got caught sleeping there. And then you had a battle with Leclerc, Hamilton, and Perez. Like, that was lap four. That was insane. And Perez was like, I'm moving up, people. I'm moving up. Like, I, I've got to go. Like, yeah, but he could only get so far. And I kept watching. I kept watching the Verstappen, Norris, and Perez. And what I what I thought was interesting was up until up until the last five or six laps when Max got on the radio and he's like, should I be going faster? They're like, we've been telling you for the last three laps, you need to go. Yeah. Um Lando kept with less than two seconds behind him, which is pretty interesting because in every race, except for one or two this season, Max has had such this gregarious lead, right? It's been this massive lead uh, against the entire grid. And Lando kept within less than two seconds. I kept watching it. I mean, he was close to DRS a few times. Like he was so close. 1.1 or 1.2, actually 1.2, 1.3. 1.4 and he would he it wouldn't he would lose and then he would catch so he would catch him a little bit and then lose and and, and then he ended 4.287 seconds yeah and so, like you said you could see that because as soon as gp told max i've been telling you for three laps that you need you can push on the the, the fast area um instantly like i was watching that time frame too between max and lando and then as soon as gp said that max put his all in and you could just instantly see that time start to just grow between well what i thought was interesting is that norris and perez perez could never catch up to norris because that gap kept going bigger and bigger not as great at the end as the the gap between max and norris but it was a gradual gap that kept widening and widening. And the, yeah. it ended with the 9.38 seconds. No, 33. 9.33 seconds between Norris and Perez. Wow. That's Nine seconds. That's sure. huge. That's and it, and it was getting fast. bigger. It was yeah. getting bigger. And so that just shows you that, that Norris... Because because both are RBs that it's not just the car it's also the driver that Norris yeah. was really pushing it hard so yeah I was that I was, was pretty good at that yeah I, I um, thought that was amazing and I know they did say um, at one point I think towards the end there might have been four or five laps left that both Lando and Max could pit and still finish second and third that was how far ahead they were of everybody else yeah because the gap the gap between them um the gap between max and russell was 25 seconds that's between max and perez was 13 so yeah so between norris and russell was 21 seconds wow 
that's that's amazing interesting they don't award it for sprints but um russell got fastest lap oh interesting wow russell he was he was really really going for it like his fight with lando then his fight with perez like he was he was really pushing today. Um, and there were some great, like he had some great battles to be perfect. There were some honest. close battles. I mean, Russell unfortunately ended up 12 seconds behind Perez. Leclerc was only two and a half seconds behind Russell. Sonoda yeah. was 0.6 seconds behind Leclerc. Like, I know. So. He was on Charles like pretty much the whole race. Like, pretty much the whole race. I was. 0.38 seconds behind Hamilton right there at the end. Like he just was like uh, behind getting into seventh. Ricardo yeah. 0.197. He almost signs up points. He I was a little worried at the end with signs. Well, signs seemed like starting at lap eleven, it seemed like he was kind of really struggling. Like his tires, yeah, and we know yeah. that Ferrari's not great with tire deck. And then there was this huge DRS train, like with him, Daniel, Oscar. Who else? Um, Gasly, Alonzo, they were all right there. And so for a while, so much of like, the back and forth. It was it was it was exciting in that oh, sense. It was amazing to watch Daniel and Carlos go back and forth, back and forth. Like Daniel would do his like, you know, his Daniel move, just <laughs> late lunch, just getting in there. Carlos would get it back. Carlos has been great defending this year. So I think I think that was a really fun battle. Then you also had Oscar in the mix. So for a while, he was kind of hanging back. And then all of a sudden, it was like he was also in the mix and got past Daniel at one point. So, I mean, they were all like DRS training, but the battles were amazing. And towards the end, Daniel did get back in front of Oscar. And like you said, almost caught signs, almost caught him at the at the finish line. It was insane. That was good. I really if we had to end the weekend here, it was a great weekend. Oh, I mean, I loved it. It was, it was a great weekend. So yeah, it's, I would it's go amazing. back and rewatch that to tell you the truth. I also love, because you know, I love um, my Yuki, <laughs> but to You're watch him battle, to, well, he, yeah, he was in the point. So I was just happy. I'm like, stay in seventh place, stay in seventh. But then he got past, um, well, Cheryl passed Lewis. And like Lewis was starting, I don't know what was happening with his car. I think his tires also. But then Yuki was battling Lewis and got past him. And you can bet I cheered when that happened. I was like, go, Yuki, <laughs> go. It was incredible. And then towards the end, I feel like even on the last lap or the last two laps, they were still battling it out because you had Fernando and Oscar battling each other, which was amazing. And Oscar just kind of put his nose right out in front of Fernando. Like, nope, you're not getting in here at all. So they were saying like the oldest and the youngest on the grid are like <laughs> battling it out, which I absolutely loved. But at the end, it was what, four, four sprint wins now for Max? Like, yeah, yeah he's dominated out of our six sprints. Um, Oscar won one, four for Max. I don't even know who won the other one. Um, Lando, poor Lando, still can't get his win, still can't get it. I, I think he was a little disappointed about that, but but increasing that number of, of P2 wins. So P2. yes. No, he I mean this whole second half of the season. Can I just say I know I said this last week and the week that I bought it, but like I'm so happy I bought his 100th helmet. Like someday it will get here in like January. <laughs> I'm gonna be so happy. 
because this has been such a great seat. I was a little worried about him at the beginning of the year because that car was so bad. And I'm like, you know, the car sucks, but is, does Lando also suck? Like, I don't think Lando sucks. And then, you know, here he have, is. I still have my McLaren put together. See, do not touch that thing. As, do you remember as soon as you put that together is when their world changed? Like, yeah, yeah, it's, together. it's together. It's up there. I'm not taking yeah, it down. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. You you made it and it put them back on the grid. It was awesome. So Perez finished third and that gives him a five, an extra five points. So he was so he's 20 24 points. He's 24, 24 points okay. above uh, Lewis right now. Yes. Here's a cool thing. Yuki moved up to 14th. Yay. So Yuki. He's 11 points. Valtteri is 10. Um, let's see. We have Lewis is still in third. You've got Carlos is one point above Alonzo and four. Lando is in six with the 176. So he is seven points behind Alonzo. Yeah. He's going to, and he's got three races left. And, yeah, and he's six yeah. points ahead of Leclerc. And, oh, and Leclerc is 14 points ahead of Russell. And then there's no chance after that because Russell's yeah. like almost double above Piastri. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of weird. So yeah. The interesting. other thing though is Yuki like getting those points today. That should only put them nine points behind Williams for seventh place in the constructor. That so yeah, Williams crazy. Williams is 28th and Alphatari is now 19. So Williams is 28th at seventh and uh, Alphatari is 19 at eight. So yeah, they're nine points behind. Yeah. So if you think about that, because Alvatari was 10th until like two weeks ago, <laughs> a week yeah. ago. And then they, now they're fighting for seventh place. And all I kept thinking after the race was like, think about what they look like now. Again, they should have been double points last week if Yuki hadn't crashed um, or not crashed, but if he hadn't, you know, did his thing, um, turned in too early last week. Daniel was so close to the points today. If Alpha Tauri continues over the offseason to keep improving, if they take some or even all of the Red Bull 19 parts and start using them, think about where that's going to put them in the constructor next year. Like this year, most of the year at 10th until last week or the week before, whatever it was. And now they're like up there passing Lewis. <laughs> It'll be interesting what we have to say on Monday because it is Saturday. People remember we are recording on Saturday after the sprint and we are about to take a pause. Yeah. And then we're going to rush the race and then we'll be back on Monday to record. And then this will publish on Tuesday and you guys get to hear everything we have to say after the pause. So it'll be interesting. So we've never done a mid-recording pause. It'll be interesting to be what's different between now, Saturday night, and Monday post-race. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> All right. So we're going to sign off for now. For people listening, it's going to be like a sign off and then boop, we're right back. But for us, it's going to be about 36 hours. <laughs> I will see you in a moment. Internet time. So yeah. Bye. And we're back. And for those listening, it was all but a momentary blip. And watching, it was a blip with a costume change but for us it's been like 36 crazy hours so um that race that race oh my 
gosh. The beginning of the race, I was dying. I was dying. I Okay, so here's what happened yesterday while we were gone. I had a hair appointment at like 8 in the morning. Bare, she moved it a little bit later. Walked in the house. I'm on the phone with Claire on my way home from my hair appointment. Did anything happen that I need to know about? Like, since I've been at the salon. And walking in the house with four minutes notice, I said, okay, I got a videotape. I will call you back. <laughs> I'll text you during the race. And I'm getting ready, doing whatever, formation lap. Okay, I don't need to be in front of the TV. I happen to walk <laughs> walk through in time to see Charles in the wall. I screamed. And thank God nobody's walking by my house because I literally was like, what the everybody? And I won't say it because Claire doesn't like what she has to tag us as explicit, but like, are you kidding me? Cheryl. So full on, they said one of their, they had an issue with one of their car systems. He, um, that caused him to lose hydraulic supply. And so he had zero power steering and no gearbox command. And he had no way to keep that car from spinning into the wall on the formation lap. And Charles, I mean, instant heartbreak because they show him and his head's down. And then he says, how am I so effing unlucky? And he repeats yep. it. And it's just like, exactly. Why, why does this team hate him? <laughs> well, and then on top of it, you know, well, it, it just adds to the craziness of the race. Well, for him, there was no easy way back. So they've got, there's all these pictures and means of him like on a, on a jungle adventure or whatnot, trying to find his way back to the, yes. the past because he yes. was, you know, there was no way easy back. And then because they didn't have the more advanced, you know, walls, it was all tires. It took longer to get the wall back in order. Yeah. Oh but my gosh. The other means that I've been seeing. Back, there was the other, uh, oh, the, then we have the, the lap one wreck. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But very quickly before we get to the lap one wreck, but um, so the other meme, so you know how the teams put out like their posters, it's like, you know, a digital poster or whatever for that city. And so the poster that Ferrari put out at the beginning of the week is, is very like green and trees and it's on a hill and the car is sitting there on a hill and now they're doing the side by side. So here's the poster that they created at the beginning of the week. Pretty much you see car, Charles' car after they pull it off the track is like on this grassy hill with trees all around. It's like, yeah, they did it on purpose. Oh my gosh. So, okay, back to the beginning of the race. So there's no car in P2 because Charles gone. So I was just so started. worried. I was so worried that they were going to have an alignment problem and somebody was going to line up wrong and they were getting up with grid penalties. I was so scared about that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's probably good. I think it was Fernando that was behind Charles, right? Or was that Lance? Yeah, because yeah, he was he was before. Yeah. I feel like he had a straight shot, but oh my God, as soon as lights out, Max had a great jump, but freaking Lando Norris, he is great at coming up the side <laughs> the last few weeks and was in second place like that. As soon as he did that, I was like, oh, my predictions, I almost put Lando ahead, but you know, I was just hoping yeah. just because the where they were starting, but oh yeah. my gosh, oh my I, gosh, that's crazy. And then we get what one lap, and then if if even that, I mean, turn one, turn one, yeah, here at the back. I don't know what happened, I don't know who ran into who, but Alex Albon was out, Kevin Magnuson's out, 
Danny Ricardo has issues. Oscar Piastri has issues. Nico, he was part of that, but I don't think he really had a whole lot of a lot of issues. And I think it was, they were saying and, Nico and K Mag were coming over, and and then it just kind of like a three way, the three way, just like last week in Mexico, yeah. right? The three way across, and it ran, in, and then he just got the. Uh, poor Alex Albon, though. Like seriously, like come on. Oh, no. well, I thought it was interesting because they did. They went to yellow flag. I'm like, why are you going to yellow flag? Might as well just go straight to red. But they went to yellow, and so all the cars except for Danny and Oscar completed that lap. Yeah. Under yellow. So while in the very long red flag, now I have a red flag, they're going and repairing that wall. Actually, that was actually the wall that took the longest to repair. I mixed the two mm. up. Um, they did her Herculean efforts and got those two cars repaired. Just insane. Crazy. I mean, Oscar's car, that pit crew replaced the floor and the rear wing during that red flag. I was starting to wonder, like, if they could get Charles' car back, he probably could have, you know, well, maybe not it's a hydraulic issue. But, I mean, before we found out it was a hydraulic issue, I was kind of like, oh, what are, you know, why aren't they trying? But, I mean, major props to McLaren Mechanics for getting Oscar back out there. And, yes, he was down a lap, like you were saying, but to be able to go out and at least finish the race. That was that was crazy. Incredible. And, and same without the commentators were explaining that the, um, the key was that they had they could work on it as much as they wanted during the red flag. Well, there were certain things you could do, but for those for those repairs, the key was that they had to make sure that the cars weighed the same as they did mm. the race. It's really important they replace with the same parts. Can't do any weird upgrades or make any tweaks to the car. It has to be the same parts because it had to weigh the same. Oh wow, that's so interesting. But Dang, I mean, major, major props to, to those teams. I could was, not believe it. Could not believe was, it. And then I was nervous on the restart because I was like, oh, dang it, here we go again. Now we've got people in different positions a little bit and like, what's going to happen? But that went off without a hitch. So, hooray. Yeah. <laughs> the thing to talk about the whole race was that ending. Like, I mean, there were some good overtakes and you had, you know, well, we did talk about how. George Russell has been quite saucy and for no good reason. I mean, he was just like so almost complaining that he needed to be in front, but then he couldn't keep pace so and kept getting everybody. Yeah, but, he's so passive aggressive always on the radio. Like, are we doing this? Are we not doing this? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, dude, are we working together? We're not working together? That like, that is Lewis hold up for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No, that that ending. I mean, you know, I think yeah. I think Alonzo in the top three more often. <laughs> I was kind of like when you gave me your prediction. So if you don't know, on our um, uh, Instagram page, I always put it in the stories. Sometimes I put it in the grid. But you know, Claire was like, on Saturday, I'm I'm doing Fernando in second. I was like, Fernando. I mean, I know he's on the second row, but come on, the Aston Martin. They have been nowhere. For, for months now, like literally nowhere. Like, yeah, but that was qualifying ended in a weird way. Like I felt like that was a stretch, but then goodness gracious, by the middle of it, I was like, okay, Claire knows where she's going with this. He was racing. And all I could say over and over is like, they kept saying only one car, only one team brought upgrades this week. And 
Like, I think they downgraded. Does that count? They brought, I think they downgraded. I think they downgraded the car back to what it was at the beginning of the year because that car mm-hmm. is performing like we did at the beginning of the year. I mean, that yeah. is, that's the Aston Martin of the first couple of months. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing because not only did you have Fernando up there, but Lance was up there. He pulled away from Stroll. I mean, from Stroll. Oh my gosh. He pulled away from Signs. Um, like, they were they were on it. I mean, both cars in the top, I mean, all week and they were looking, you know, fairly good. If I remember correctly, it seems like it's been a long time now, but to have him on the podium again, is that like his seventh podium this year? I think so. And all I can say is like, uh, we could summarize each of the teams and wrap this up quick, but the, 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 uh, you were driving to the airport to get your sister and I was giving you the play by thing. You had to drop off. And that last two laps, and it doesn't help that I'm watching the F1 timing on the app, which is a few seconds ahead of what's on the TV. And I see Perez pass Alonso. I'm like, no, 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 because he's been holding him off. He's been defending. He's been holding him off. I'm like, no, no. And I look up to see that it happened. And I'm like, oh, gosh, no, no. And I'm screaming. And I'm just like so upset. And then I happen to look down. I'm like, no, wait, what, what? And I had to look up to watch it. It's like. Oh my gosh, he got it back. He got it back. And then just right at the end, what is it, 0.053 seconds? Like, oh my gosh. The pictures of that difference with the two cars crossing that line, it's it's incredible. I, I, okay, I fully admit, I did not get to see the last 14 laps. I think that's when I had to get get in the car. So I need to go back and and watch it. But (laughs) I mean, to lose it and then get it Back? like Fernando like the last couple of turns of the lap too the last couple of turns of the lap I mean it's just mm-hmm. uh, it was insane it, it was absolutely insane and, and he was and that straight that Red Bull was good man and he was coming and you could see it like and it was like scary was that Fernando just kind of like let off and then Red Bull goes flying right past at the end and you're like oh, and I'm like no confirm confirm <laughs> and you're like you scream for Carlos or for Charles and I was just going nuts. I just, oh my gosh. I think that's so, I mean, that's just beyond exciting. I I think one thing I loved about Brazil overall, because we talked about the sprint and just how many amazing battles there were. And I think in the race yesterday, there weren't as many battles. Like there were big groups, like, you know, four seconds, five seconds between almost each car. And especially between Max and like Lando, it was like nine last I saw. And then, I mean, he was way ahead of Fernando, but, um, there were still some great battles. Like, I mean, just that at the end, that's all anybody is talking about. And Max even said, like, he almost crashed because he was watching the battle between those two for third place. And he said he almost went straight instead of, like, turning. So, I mean, even the the other drivers are watching this. Like, that is what this race is going to be known known for. And just, you know, the sprint and everything else, some epic Epic battles. So awesome job, Brazil. That well, turned out to be a really great weekend. One stat I think is important to note too, though, about Lando and, and Max is Max, for a good portion of the race, was only one to three seconds ahead of Lando. And Lando was close. He was riding hard. And at one point, it was like, I think that was during the race. Max was like, Should I be pushing? He's like, We've been telling you for the last three laps. Um, but when he started to pull away, Matt, Lando stayed pretty close. I mean, most of Max's gaps, we talked about this on a previous episode, have been 20, 30 seconds 
from the whole grid. Yeah. And yes, he was 34 seconds ahead of Fernando, but he was only 8.277 ahead of, of Lando. Nice. And then that, that's huge because yeah. that is something that, you know, you, you don't see often. And for him to keep that McLaren to keep up there and keep on top of Max that whole time for those last laps. So, so as the gap kept going, it was Max and Lando pulling ahead of the pack yes. and everybody else was falling behind. And of yeah. course, Lando got fastest lap, which was pretty cool. But Lando did? Yeah. Isn't it almost like, a, was that the one that's almost a second faster than, than Max? I believe so. That's amazing. And Lando got driver of the day again. So I think that's like three weeks in a row for him. Yeah, driver it is a whole second. It's um within 0.064 seconds of being a full second ahead. Wow. Full second faster. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to watch. I mean, we'll talk about Vegas next week, but I can't wait to watch the last two. I mean, the way McLaren does come on, especially Lando, because I think Oscar, I mean, he ran into the issue with, um, you know, at the beginning of the race and he really couldn't be competitive. And I think the last couple of races he's had just random, it just seems like he's kind of, he's yeah. doing good. Don't get me wrong. But the way Lando has come on, I am just loving it. I'm absolutely exactly. living for it right now. He is incredible, but what a finish. What an absolute finish. I love that. <laughs> then you had both Alpha, both, uh, is it both Alpha Romeos retired? Yeah, what? I mean, both technical issues. technical issues. I mean, we had a lot of people end up going out. Um, yeah, you had both Alpha Romeos. Of course, Charles didn't start. Right. You had um, Albon and K Mag went out pretty early on as well. Um, both Alpha Romeos uh, didn't finish. And then George Russell finally dropped out as well. I still want to know what, why George, I, I feel like, I don't know. They're like, you're in timeout. You, you are being mean to the, <laughs> we can't handle your passive aggressive behavior anymore. Like just, and he just kept falling back. Like the Mercedes to me just looked like they were, they were struggling. They were talking about, I think it was, they were talking about Lewis or Yuki, one of them potentially having problems with their car right there at the end. And you'll have to listen to when you rewatch it, that, that it was like, if one of them dropped out, then Logan would have ended up in the points. So there was discussion in those last few laps that one of them mm -hmm. was struggling with the car. And I want to say it was Yuki, because I was thinking you would, you, your little goal treasure. Yuki got two points. He was finishing two points. Yeah, yeah. And Logan was 11th. I saw that. I saw that when I got home, they were on the podium. So I wasn't gone too, too long, but um, I was like, dang, Logan Sargent. Like I said, I said, I've said it a couple of times. Like, I don't think he's losing that seat. I think he's keeping that seat and um, they're going to let him move forward next year with all this experience underneath his belt. And, you know, they're working on the car. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. That was interesting. I really like Mercedes for sure stood out because it just seemed like they were going backwards, like backwards. And Lewis seemed to be barely out of the pits. And he's like, I've got a problem with my, my front tire. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, he finished. Gasly got past him. So, yeah, know. I can't believe Gasly got past. And I think even um, Esteban got a point. I think he finished 10th. Right. So, yep. But we, did we have any changes in, um, in standings? That well, was my other question. Well, we know that now Williams is only, what, 9.7 points ahead of? 
uh, uh, AlphaTauri. Lando, Lando is three points away from Fernando. Ooh. He passed signs, huh? He did. Yeah. Signs is now sixth. So Lando is fifth. Fernando is fifth, but three points away. And Lando is three points ahead of, of Carlos. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, Sergio secured a greater lead ahead of Lewis. So yeah. That was. Yep. Oh, these last couple races Joel, could be really interesting. Joel is 63 points now. Gasly's up to 62. So I can't know if they change places, but they're catching up to Piastri because Piastri's at 87. And, and, you know, there's a chance that Stroll could end up higher than 10th in the standing. He's 10th right now. Wow. He continues to, to do his thing. Yeah, team-wise, um, you know, Haas is sitting down at 12, Alfa Romeo at six with 16. And then Alpha Tari at 21 and Williams 28. So they got within two more two more points yeah. up there. That's that's incredible. I mean, they both well, Alphatari have both cars on the track, but with Daniel getting hit, you know, and being down a lap, although he made up a lot of time, um, I think towards the end, but still. Ooh, Ferrari is 20 points away from Mercedes. I know. It would have been nice if we had both cars in. <laughs> I mean, it was a blank for life. Mercedes ended up only having one car finish. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But Carlos could only couldn't do better than sixth place. So. <laughs> it just made me think of this one meme I saw, which I think is hysterical. And it was a picture of Toto, like walking, or a short clip of GIF of him, like going toward the the pits or to, you know, toward one of the garages, going Toto going over to McLaren to get his Mercedes engines back. <laughs> For real, that goes to show it's it's not necessarily the engine. Your aerodynamics have got to, have got to be improved because McLaren's doing something right. I do think, like heading back to signs for one second, he was saying he had clutch issues. So at the beginning of the race, he said, "I hope that when we get back to Marinello, this clutch is going straight in the bin, you know, meaning the trash." And they were like, "We'll talk about this after the race." <laughs> like they didn't want people to know. Like, ay, 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 come on. Well, for McLaren, I, I, I dusted my, my McLaren Lego thing off. So, you know, keeping it up. Keeping yes. it up. I can't take it with me to Italy, though, when we're in Italy. So, <laughs> yeah, a little too big to travel. Yeah, a little too big. But, I mean, at that point, the season's over, right? So, yeah. it's good. Here's the main thing we need to know if you're new to this um, podcast is Claire put together her Lego McLaren. And things turned around for the team and they started winning. <laughs> so we can't take that McLaren apart, <laughs> especially before the end of the season. No, because that's for the change. And I typically disassemble my build. So that one is yeah. one that is state assembled. So <laughs> yes, no, because you had talked about like, oh, I could use these parts and create a different car. And then they started doing really well. We're like, you cannot touch it. You can't touch the car because I have to take that design and get the parts and build myself a, a an Aston Martin. Ferrari, we need we need to disassemble whoever's got the Lego Red Bull. We need to disassemble that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> we got we got to find. I can build one and then throw it into the wall to crash it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have to make sure. Well, no, that's me. I was gonna say it can't be Checo's car, but I'm not. Okay, go race. If we can get a hit, one of one of uh, Max's hairs, get some voodoo going. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
<laughs> we don't oh, want that's that to be her. That's bad. Just her. <laughs> out of commission. Okay. Beyond the grid, there was just a couple things that I noticed um, this week. Valtteri shaved his mustache. I, now he looks like a baby. Um, for November. Yeah. But maybe he'll grow back quickly. Who knows? But his helmet still has the mustache on the front of it. If you've ever noticed, his helmet has the little mustache. Um, and then congrats to James Bowles, who had a baby girl. Yeah. Who even knew he had a girlfriend or was married. He's so like, he's so private. And so when that came out, I was like, okay, that makes sense why he wasn't in Mexico. Because he stayed back. And then it's like, oh, all right then. So congratulations to the to the family. That's very, very exciting. And then this is an off week. We don't have a race this week. We've gone three weeks in a row and everybody I'm sure needs a, no, a but I think week. we have a lot to talk about next weekend because of Vegas and because of all the news that's already going on in Vegas about all the yes. stuff that's happening. You know, it, it's going to be, we're going to have a lot to dig up and get ready on. I don't even know if we're going to have a chance to do a, a driver's, a, a team spotlight. But I don't um, think we will because there's so much happening in Vegas from, you know, like, the opening ceremonies I, apparently i have not won any of the tickets that i entered for um including they, the golf they killed the construction of one of the grandstands they just canceled it and then they upgraded them they all got upgraded to a better grandstand it was like the tickets were worth 500 dollars more and they got a better grandstand better view and more like entertainment and stuff and whatnot so oh, yeah, one of the grandstands they just decided they couldn't finish they canceled it yeah, so there. I think next week that's all we're going to talk about because there's so much stuff from the construction to ticket sales to, um, by the way, the um, union that covers MGM, um, they have decided to strike as of now. So that could change during this week, but it's supposed to be effective just days before um, the Grand Prix. So there's a lot. Well, they've recovered from the cyber attack too a couple months ago. Yeah. There's a lot to discuss with Vegas. So I don't, I think that's all we're going to be talking about in any other news that might come out, you know, this week, but it's maybe more meetings of Fernando, you know, talking about Prez being, don't stress me. I'm too old, which was hysterical. Yes. All that. Lando being around. He, I love the post that he did about being around two champions, you know? Yes. Me, two world champions and me. I think that's what the caption was. And it's just so cute. And I just love, seeing the smile on Fernando's face. Like, good job, Aston Martin. Whatever you did, let's do it the next two races. It's fun to see them. Really fun to see them. Nice little blip. Now time for me to splice our stuff together. And thanks along <laughs> for the ride, everyone. And our, we'll see how this one plays out. And we'll see you all next time. Next week. All about week. Vegas, baby. That's it. See you then. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week.